four capital riot arrests. Felony cases tied to sedition and conspiracy. Warnings to Congress of perhaps worse to come. Plans to surround various institutions in Washington, D.C. and potentially kill members of Congress. As a president facing a second impeachment insists. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. With new developments in the investigation and the fallout from last week's deadly riot at the U.S. Capitol. Late word from the third-ranking House Republican Liz Cheney. She will vote to impeach President Trump. More on the impeachment coming up. But first from law enforcement, Assistant FBI Director Stephen D'Antuano is revealing. We shared intelligence through the JTTF model, and we also shared it through our command post structure, and then also through other means of, of uh, they have access to our information um, readily available because they have access to our systems. And that included the U.S. Capitol Police. In terms of arrests, at least 70 people now facing federal charges. From felony murder related to the possession and use of destructive devices uh, to seditious conspiracy, you know, under the federal code that has significant penalties. Interim U.S. Attorney Michael Sherwin, more than 160 case files remain open. And members of Congress have received a new threat briefing ahead of the inauguration. Sources on the call tell CBS News the most lethal of those plots include planning by various militias to surround the White House, Congress, and the Supreme Court. Those at the White House would seek to protect President Trump, while a separate militia would attempt to surround the Capitol and kill Democrats in order to block them from maintaining control of the government. CBS's Rebecca Kaplan. Now, as the House heads for a possible vote tomorrow and with Republican Liz Cheney to vote yes on impeachment, fellow Republican Jim Jordan says no. Continued calls to impeach the president I don't think are healthy for our nation. But Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin insists... The president is not even minimally discharging the basic duties of his office. As for Mr. Trump... Even as he faces the likelihood of impeachment on the charge that he incited last week's violence, the president issued an ominous warning. It is causing tremendous anger and division and pain. Asked if he feels any responsibility for the deadly violence at the Capitol, the president insisted his rhetoric was totally appropriate. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News. The Supreme Court says women must visit a doctor's office, hospital, or clinic to obtain an abortion pill during the COVID-19 pandemic, even though similar rules for other drugs have been suspended. Outgoing Secretary of State Mike Pompeo accuses Iran. Al-Qaeda has a new home base. It is the Islamic Republic of Iran. Wall Street higher, now this. This is Portland's Afternoon News right here on FM News 101 KXL. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Jim Ferretti. There is some confusion among state and local health departments about just how many people have tested positive for COVID-19. On Monday, it was reported by the Oregon Health Authority that just 16 people tested positive in Multnomah County on Monday. Last night, we asked the OHA if that number was correct. Today, the OHA responded with a written statement saying, quote, the numbers provided to us by local public health. So we reached out to Multnomah County. Their spokesperson responded with a written statement saying the number is not correct. The issue stems from the state's data system. At some point in the prior days, the state system stopped auto-processing cases. Multnomah County then referred us back to OHA to, quote, better understand what happened and how that impacted the numbers. The OHA has not yet returned our request for comment, and today's numbers have not been released. Healthcare employees are at the top of the vaccination priority list, but many of those workers are complaining that they don't know where or when they'll get their first shot. 
KXL's Mike Turner reports metro area health departments have come up with a plan. Health officers for Multnomah, Washington, Columbia, and Clackamas counties have set up a new process that matches those workers and employers with hospitals that provide the vaccinations. This is Kim Taves of the Multnomah County Health Department. We've created a survey. It's a very brief web form. We'll do a real brief eligibility check to make sure that people are in the Phase 1A who've signed up in that survey. And then we're working very closely with the hospital systems to identify week by week how much capacity do each of those hospital systems have. The hospital system will then notify the provider or employer about where they can go to receive the vaccine and when. People have complained about delays. Clackamas County Health Officer Sarah Present says that's the focus here. Getting more vaccine out in a more organized way and in a more rapid way. Mike Turner, FM News 101. And a COVID testing site opened this morning in the parking lot of Tower Mall in Vancouver. It's expected to be open for several months and has the capacity to test 1,000 to 1,500 people a day. A self-administered test through the mouth swab can then be uh, it's through a drive up or a walk through. Results are available within two to three days. We have more information about this at KXL.com. A Salem gym has been fined over six figures for violating COVID-19 restrictions. Here's KXL's Justin McDonald. It is the largest penalty an employer has received by Oregon OSHA for violations related to COVID-19. We issued a citation uh, for 126749 That's the maximum for basically willfully continuing to potentially expose employees to COVID-19. Aaron Corbin is with Oregon OSHA. He added that in November 2020... Citations were issued against each of Capital Racket Sports' four operating fitness facilities. The total penalty for all four locations was $90,000. The current citation was made on December 9th after one of their gyms, called Courthouse Club, reopened. Employers have 30 days to appeal those citations. The company is already appealing their earlier fines. Justin McDonald, FM News 101. Now 406, Oregon State Representative Mike Nearman says he will not resign as he comes under scrutiny for his actions during a protest at the state capitol. Here's KXL's Jeremy Scott with the story. House Speaker Tina Kotak released video late last week showing Representative Nearman walking out a door and letting protesters in behind him. He tells KXL's Lars Larson that this is all political and doesn't have anything to do with safety. She had video that she sat on for 16 days. 16 days. And I'm not aware for that I'm under investigation, although I read that in the media. But if I'm under investigation and she releases that video, that imperils my ability to get a fair trial on that. Speaker Kotek stripped the Republican from independence of his legislative committee assignments, fined him $2,000 for the damage that occurred after demonstrators breached the building, and his access privileges to the Capitol were also taken away. Jeremy Scott, FM News 101. Police are investigating a murder in the Park Rose neighborhood of Northeast Portland. Officers responded to shots fired on 100th Avenue near Sandy Boulevard around 4.15 this morning. The victim has not been identified and detectives have not released any information on a sub, uh, on a suspect. Preparing to be useful in the community, Portland's street response team is getting ready to hit the streets in mid-February. Get more now from KXL's Rosemary Reynolds. Portland City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty pushed hard to get the pilot program off the ground. Manager Robin Burrick says during this initial get acquainted period, the Lentz neighborhood will see the team during training. 
what we're doing is classroom training, but we'll also be going out into the Lentz community. We're going to be handing out brochures about who we are, what our services are, how we can be accessed to businesses and to the homeless community. The team consists of four people, a firefighter, paramedic, a social worker, and two community health workers. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Well, the rumor mill is running over time right now on a lot of different topics, but one we need to put to rest right now is this. No, Chuck Norris did not take part in the riot at the U.S. Capitol. Thank you, Chuck Norris. Thank you, Peter. In a statement to People Magazine, the 80-year-old's actor's rep refuted claims that Norris attended the riots after a photo circulated on social media of a man that looks very similar to Norris. I'm picking who I associate with. The man in the picture has since been identified as Matthew Bledsoe, seemingly before the violent insurrection at the Capitol building began. Chuck Norris's rep says the actor remains on his range in Texas. Bledsoe's photo went viral on Monday with Twitter divided over whether the man was in fact Norris or just someone who resembled the actor, but now we know the difference. Time now for the five things you need to know today. First, the FBI is promising to fully investigate last week's deadly siege at the U.S. Capitol. The brutality the American people watched with shock and disbelief on the 6th will not be tolerated by the FBI. Assistant FBI Director Stephen D'Antuano told reporters the investigation is a nationwide 24-7 operation. He said more than 150 case files have already been opened in conjunction with state and local law enforcement officials. Former Texas Congressman and presidential candidate Ron Paul says he's been blocked from using Facebook. He tweeted a screenshot showing his Facebook page had been disabled for repeatedly going against community standards. And I thought, why why would they do that? I uh, follow a policy and a philosophy of nonviolence and peace and uh, oh yeah but uh, you you know this you're dangerous uh, but you may be supporting terrorism paul said he was given no warning and was not told how he violated community standards his most recent post post linked to an article he wrote denouncing censorship on social media president donald trump celebrating the completion of 450 miles of border fencing in texas Uh, they said it couldn't be done and uh, we got it done one of the largest infrastructure projects in the history of our country the president believes the wall will stand under Joe Biden's administration because it's been helpful to Border Patrol in the fight to stop illegal immigration. He also advised against changing his hardline immigration policy, which he says works. One of them forces asylum seekers to remain in Mexico while their claims are processed. The final federal execution set to take place prior to President-elect Biden's inauguration may not take place at all. Three scheduled federal executions are on hold, including one that would have been the first First federal execution of a woman in nearly seven decades. Lisa Montgomery was to be put to death tomorrow, but the judge has found she is likely mentally ill. The planned executions of two other inmates later this week have also been halted because both tested positive for COVID-19. These are the last executions set to take place before President Trump leaves office. That was CBS News correspondent Steve Futterman. And lottery jackpots totaling more than a billion dollars are on the line the next two nights. The estimated jackpot for tonight's Mega Millions drawing is $615 million with a cash option of more than $450 million. Wednesday night's Powerball jackpot estimated $550 million with a cash payout of more than $410 million. And those are the five things you need to know today.